Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn how I fixed my sleep issue. Friday was World Sleep Day and to honour the day, I launched a brand new free mini course which explains why your thoughts might be keeping you awake and how to stop them. So what better topic to talk about this week than how I fixed my own sleep issue? Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. So I talked on a recent episode about three things that I thought you probably don't need to try to fix your sleep issue if your main problem is that your own thoughts are keeping you awake. If you haven't listened to that episode, you might want to go back and listen to that. And the reason I made that episode is because I wished someone would have told me those things so that I could have saved myself time and money at the start when I first developed my sleep issue. In this episode, I want to talk about the things that ultimately did help me to fix my sleep issue in case these things are useful to you too. Now, individually, there were quite a few tweaks that I made to my life, but ultimately they all came under three categories that I'm going to talk to you about so that it's easier for you to take what I'm about to share and then potentially apply it to your own life. So the first thing I tried when I started suffering from poor sleep was all the usual sleep hygiene tips that you read, like drinking less caffeine, cutting out blue light, keeping a regular bedtime, all that good stuff. But I didn't really find that this stuff worked. Now, fast forward to when I started to read the science behind sleep and when I trained as a sleep coach And I understood completely why these things hadn't worked for me in the beginning. And it's not that they weren't good things to do. They were. But I just hadn't understood how or why they worked or they were supposed to work. And so I hadn't implemented them correctly. And specifically, what I'd not understood was the underlying point that good sleep hygiene helps you to sleep, not because doing these things like a checklist immediately makes you fall asleep, which I think is what I thought happened, but that it helps you to sleep because it helps to regulate your body clock. And this is crucial because your brain uses your body clock like an anchor point, a reference point as to when it should release the hormones to make you feel awake in the morning and release the hormones to make you feel sleepy in the evening. And what I also learned was that in our modern lives, the timing of our body clock can become out of sync with the daily rhythm that we want to experience. And then on top of that, when you have a sleep issue, it's really easy to inadvertently make it worse. So let me give you an example of this. We want to feel awake in the morning and sleep it in the evening. Most of us, that's our ultimate goal. 
But when we lose sleep, we start to feel tired in the morning. So what do most of us do when we first develop our sleep issue? And totally me included in this. We try to catch up on the sleep that we've missed. And when do we end up doing this? In the daytime, because we didn't sleep well in the nighttime. So although it's a logical response and we're doing it to combat the problem that we didn't get enough hours sleep the night before, now we're trying to catch up the number of hours sleep that we missed. But think about what this does to our body clock that's trying to keep a rhythm. So we're suddenly sleeping for part of the night and part of the night we're awake. And then now we're awake in the day, but we're also sleeping for part of the day. So our body clock rhythm that once was very simple is now disturbed even further. So in trying to help ourselves, we've inadvertently brought more confusion and more complication for the parts of our brain that are trying to lock into a very simple rhythm. And that's absolutely what I'd done, like I say, by trying to help myself get more sleep, I'd unknowingly made my situation worse. And the more I interfered with it, the worse it got over time. So what I had to do was take a step back and effectively reset my body clock so that it could find that rhythm again of night and day that it had lost along the way. The next thing I started to do was tackle my mind and more specifically my thoughts. My thoughts were the biggest factor in my sleep issue. My main struggle that I had was waking up in the middle of the night and taking ages to get back to sleep. So it was normal for me to spend two hours awake in the middle of the night. And by the end of those two hours, I would eventually stop thinking long enough to fall back to sleep. But in that two hours, and you know, sometimes it was two, sometimes it was more like three or four, my mind seemed to go on a crazy roller coaster of thoughts and it was all kinds of things. Sometimes it was current things like work or the kids or the chores. Sometimes it was things I needed to get done in the future. Some nights memories would come back to me, oh, really random memories, sometimes unpleasant memories, but from really long ago, like thinking back over my time at school or arguments or some crazy night out I once had. Sometimes I just, I couldn't even identify any particular theme or you know, big topic, a deep, meaningful topic. It was just all random stuff with no real significance at all. And after a while of trying to fix my sleep issue, I realised that the majority of things that I'd been doing were about changing external stuff. So all the sleep hygiene advice especially was about looking to my external patterns and external environment And although these things, like I've just explained, are really important because they support our internal sleep patterns and hormones, they they don't relate to tackling this internal thought process directly. They didn't relate to tackling the thought patterns that I'd created that were now interfering with my sleep. And when I stopped to think about this further, it seemed so obvious. And yet in the beginning, I'd missed it completely you know, why hadn't I been doing anything to tackle these thoughts head on? Why was I lying there every night moaning to myself that I couldn't stop thinking about stuff and I needed to get my mind to switch off? And yet in the day when I was trying to think, oh, how am I going to fix my sleep issue? I just find this magazine article, 
and I'd read this tip say like oh have a bath with lavender oil and I'd think oh that sounds nice I'm gonna try that and it's pretty obvious if I'd have thought about it it'd be pretty obvious that there's only a tenuous indirect link between lavender oil and my crazy thoughts at 2am so I needed something that was more of a direct solution and but to be fair to myself when I look back now I think I didn't really think like this because I didn't know that I could directly doing anything about them I didn't know I believed at the time that I had no control over my thoughts at all and that was my major hurdle and perhaps you've got this belief as well perhaps you think that your thoughts are running on their own and you've got no control over them and you have to do all this stuff to distract yourself off or try and shut down your brain like I say with external things and to some extent it's true that there are some thoughts that we can't control but actually I realised when I got into learning about it that the vast majority of things that I was thinking in the middle of the night I did have some direct control over and so once I learned how to stop this pattern it was a complete game-changing moment in tackling my sleeper shoe. So this is the second thing that I did that really helped. I learned how to control and then start to shut down these thoughts that were keeping me awake in the night And that meant that every time I woke up, I could stop all the internal chatter quicker and quicker with practice and get back to sleep quicker and quicker each evening. So this single thing improved the amount and quality of sleep I was getting massively. The final thing that I did to fix my sleep issue was take a good look at my bedroom. I didn't understand how much of a role the environment in which you sleep impacts the sleep that you can get. So I started to research more and more on this over time and I built up a list of key things that it was really important to focus on, a kind of checklist that I could run through to make sure that my bedroom was going to support me in sleep. And now it's kind of cool because when I go to hotel rooms, I can take the list with me and then mentally check it off and make sure I'm all set up for sleep. And linked to this, I didn't understand the relationship between my bedroom and these thoughts that were keeping me awake Uh, and I didn't understand that I could set up my bedroom to help support my mind to relax and switch off from these thoughts. So if you want to know more about how I fix my sleep issue this week for sleep awareness week and to celebrate World Sleep Day I've launched a simple self-study course which covers in more detail why your thoughts might be keeping you awake and how to stop them and get back to sleep. It's completely free. It's designed for people with a sleep issue whose predominant problem is it's their own thoughts that are keeping them awake and it will walk you through the areas that you could choose to focus on so that you're super clear on next steps. So if your thoughts are keeping you awake, then go ahead and make this your action step for this week. I'll leave the link in the show notes and you can enroll today. Have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources link in the show notes or follow me on instagram at nikki.blakeman 
wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.